Morning, church. Gosh, you guys look scary. <laughs> right, so Zolani asked me to share with you this morning uh, on Romans 10. But this church has been on a journey from the beginning, from Romans 1. So I just want to do a quick recap. So a good place to start is always at the beginning. If we look in Romans chapter 1, Paul said, He is not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written. The righteous man shall live by faith. Okay, so it's the power of God for salvation. Why? Because we are all sinners. We all fall short. We are all the same. Whoever we are, Jew or Gentile, We need to have right standing with God, and that is through faith in Jesus Christ. This faith is a free gift of God's grace, and that is his unmerited favor. It has nothing to do with the law. It's not earned. It's not worked for. Okay? So then we looked at Abraham, how he is our spiritual father, because the promise was given to him before he received circumcision. Abraham's circumcision was an outward sign of the faith. It was to show that his faith is what God accepted to make him as righteous, okay? It's an outward sign to show that because of his faith, he was accepted as righteous. So Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, if you believe By faith in Jesus Christ, you are righteous before God. Okay? So you can read all about that in chapter 4. Chapter 5, we looked at Adam. Contrasted with Jesus. How through Adam and his sin, one man's sin, death had dominion. God said, don't touch. And look what happened. What a mess. But through the atonement of one man, Jesus, we are set free and we are given life. We are exhorted to not become slaves to sin. Our old self was put to death on the cross. We are no longer under law. We are under grace. But we are not to abuse that grace. The law exposes and highlights sin because the law is holy. It's right, it's good, but it was also weak. So with the death of our old self, with Christ on the cross, we also died to the law. So we are free to serve God in a new way, by the Spirit. Okay, not in the old way of the written letter of the law. So there's a conflict of two natures. And Paul goes into that, and you can read all about it in chapter 7. In fact, from chapter 5. But anyhow, it's easy to sin because we are sinners by nature, okay? So that ongoing battle with the Holy Spirit of putting our old self to death on the cross 
is how we are being led by the Spirit. The Spirit helps us. Glorious chapter 8, we are not condemned. Jesus was condemned in our place, okay? We are not to allow ourselves to be led by our old sinful nature. We are to be led by the Spirit. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. Okay? The Holy Spirit enables us. He empowers us. He helps us to pray. He declares that we are God's children. We are no longer slaves. Okay? Who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can accuse? Who can condemn? Who can separate us? from the love of Christ. We are more than conquerors. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. So on this journey, right from chapter 1 through to chapter 8, we have seen the trinity of the Godhead at work. God gives us righteousness. It is of God. The finished work of Jesus on the cross paid the price paid the penalty for our redemption. And being the perfect sacrifice, he satisfied the demands of justice required by the law and sets us free from the power or dominion of sin. And now we have the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit, renewing us, helping us to be changed from glory to glory. Okay? We also see Romans is such an amazing book. You can carve it up and serve it any way you like, and it's still delicious. Okay. So we see through those four chapters, one to four, it's all about faith. And then we saw in chapters five, right through to the end of 11, it's all about hope. And then in chapters 12 to 16, it's all about love. Okay. So that brings us to today. Today... And there's been a little bit of a gear change. Chapters 9, 10, and 11 of Romans are very different, okay? And throughout the ages, there has always been a conflict between Jew and Gentile. It's age old. Now, you can go and check your history books. You can go and look in Josephus, or you can just look at Acts 18. Paul meets a married couple, Priscilla and Aquila, Natives of Pontus, having recently come from Italy, Rome, because Claudius, the emperor, booted all the Jews out of Rome, told them to get lost. And then the next emperor, who happened to be Nero, invited them all back. And they didn't get the best reception from the Gentile churches when they returned. But we see in Paul, in chapter 9, the heartbreak for his Jewish brothers and sisters. Now, chapters 9, 10, and 11, beloved, are all about Israel and the Jews. Okay? That heartbreak of Paul's reflects God's heartbreak for his chosen people. Okay? They were given the law. They were given the symbols. They were given the prophecies all that would point men to the Savior, okay? They were to reveal God to man. 
but instead they built a wall of separation between themselves and the rest of the nations. Their spiritual pride obscured their vision, okay? They searched the scriptures, but there was no spiritual insight. They longed for their Messiah, not to redeem them from sin, but to set them free from the Romans. They looked for a conqueror so that Israel could have dominance. You know, it's very sad when, when you read the story, the, the, the Christmas story and the advent of Jesus, those wise men came from far to Jerusalem. And they said to Herod, where is the king? Where is the one born king? And Herod sent the scribes and the Pharisees scrambling to find the answer in the book. By the time those wise men got to Jerusalem, Jesus was already born. He was already 18 months old. He had come and they had missed it. Completely missed it. But God is sovereign. He is patient, he is fair, he is just. We see in chapter 9 that those chosen for justice deserve it, and those chosen for mercy don't deserve it. The Gentiles were made right with God by faith, even though they were not seeking him. The Jews who tried so hard to get right with God by keeping the law never succeeded. Why not? because they were trying to get right with God by keeping the law and being good, instead of depending on faith. They stumbled over the great rock in their path. They stumbled over Jesus because he didn't meet their expectations. Beloved, these chapters are also for us as the church. We are also his chosen people. We have not replaced Israel. But let us not make the mistakes Israel made. We are not to be spiritually proud. We must not keep to ourselves the truth and the good news of the gospel. Let us not stumble because Jesus doesn't meet our expectations. Okay? So now... We're looking at chapter 10, which is what Solani asked me to preach about in the first place. Okay, so again, we see how the Jews try to find their own way, my way, not God's way, through the law and by works, and not God's way, which is through the word of the gospel and faith. It is by faith that we have been put right with God. By our confession, we are saved. Whoever believes includes everyone because there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. God is the same Lord of all. He richly blesses and saves everyone who calls on him for help. For if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Okay, so we've had that whole chapters 1 to 8 of theology and yet the gospel is so simple. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God 
and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. All right? So in Romans, there are a lot of big words, justifications and sanctifications and glorifications and propitiations and redemptions and everything. When you believe you are justified, you are put right with God, but don't settle there. We are not to settle. We are to be pioneers. I wasn't here yesterday, but I believe it was amazing. We are to press on into the sanctification, which is the daily outworking with the Spirit to change from glory to glory. Our sanctification is an ongoing thing, okay? So by confessing with our mouths the scriptures and the promises, the word here every day, we are changing. You cannot meet Jesus Christ and be the same. We have to change, right? So, as we've seen, through this letter of Paul's, the gospel is very, very simple. God is holy. God is a God of love. And he loves us. Man is sinful. And all the pollution and profanity of sinfulness is an abomination to God. But the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, pure, holy, sinless, willing, punished sin once and for all. His innocent life substituted for ours, satisfied divine justice. And that is the mercy of God. So we should be living godly, holy lives. Guys, you can't call yourselves a Christian and not live like one, okay? We still have to be an example to those around us. The day is coming when to speak about Jesus and to speak about our faith may be termed as hate speech. There's coming a time when our very lives and how we act and react is the only gospel that the world will see. So, how can people call for help if they have not believed? They can't. How can they believe if they have not heard? How can they hear the message if it isn't proclaimed? And how can it be proclaimed if there is no messenger? We have to take this message of salvation to others. We must share the good news. We have been commissioned to do so. Okay. But what about the Jews? Did they hear the message? Yes, they did. Paul says they did. But they didn't all believe. They were disobedient. They were rebellious. Again, let us learn. Don't make the mistakes that Israel made. We are not to be stubborn. Today is the day of salvation. If you hear today the gospel, don't wait for another day. Don't wait for another chance. You may not get it. I was just thinking about that submersible that tried to go to Titanic. Those people perished in the most awful way. And you know, if we don't accept Jesus, if we don't come to that knowledge of his saving grace, we have a terrible perishment waiting for us. 
eternal separation from God. We must be motivated to take the gospel to people while we can. So, as Gentile Christians, we are not to forget about the Jews. We are to honor the fact that our salvation is of the Jews. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, a descendant of the royal line of David. He's Jewish. He's a Jew. He was born king of the Jews. He died king of the Jews. He's coming back king of the Jews. Okay? So we are to bless Israel. You can read in Numbers, I think uh, God said, we are not to curse what has been blessed. Israel is blessed. We are not to curse them. Okay? We are to pray for their salvation. We are to pray that they can believe, that they can hear, that they can respond, that they can be saved. Being born Jew does not give you a complimentary ticket to heaven. They still have to come through Jesus. They have to accept him as their Messiah. Okay? We are to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And we are to be ready to share the gospel. So, that brings us back to Romans chapter 1. Let us not be ashamed of the gospel. Let us be ready in season and out of season to preach the word, to share the good news, for it is the power of salvation for everybody. No one is excluded. To the Jew first, and also to the Gentile. We have been commissioned. Jesus said to his disciples, go first to the house of Israel. Then he said to the disciples, go to all the nations, but begin in Jerusalem, then Judea, and then to the rest of the world. We need to hold our Jewish heritage we need to remember to pray for Israel, to pray for the Jews, to honor them. And I don't want to get into the politicalness of it. That's all in chapter 11, somebody else's preach. <laughs> but a remnant of Israel will be saved. The church, do not be deceived. We have not replaced Israel. That physical Israel and the spiritual Israel is here to stay. So be blessed. Be encouraged, pray, be ready in season and out of season to share the gospel and leave the results up to God. He has a plan. He has a purpose. Thank you.